In a world where the internet is filled with trash-talking 12-year-olds, one website stands out as a safe haven of decent human behavior. Co-Optimus. Oh yeah! Co-Optimus, your prime source for co-op gaming. to another Co-op the Cast. This is Co-op the Cast, episode number 134. It's Monday, November the 17th, 2014. And we're uh, we're doing a trio again. Actually, uh, when I was editing the show notes, I noticed last time Mike was down and out. He was getting his bionic parts <laughs> installed. Yep. And uh, yeah, this time uh, Jason's down and out. He's getting a bionic cat, maybe? I think so. Some, well, some let, let's that hope extent. that's the result. Yeah. <laughs> Bionic cats, you can never trust them. You can't trust regular so. cats. <laughs> no, just in general cats. No, you can't. This is true. So we've got uh, we got lots of stuff to talk about. It's been about a month since we've done this, a little over three weeks. But uh, let's talk about what we've been playing, and we'll start with uh, let's start with Mr. Locke. He's he's got some interesting stuff that um, we're not necessarily all playing. Yeah. Well, I was touching. I, I'm gonna preface this with i've been extremely busy and this rise playthrough has been long overdue but i managed to finally get into it and uh the game is very beautiful on the pc this is a we, we had the review and it's you know the xbox one and all that stuff but um we want to check out the pc version uh, i've been playing uh, uh just getting familiarized with that for uh you can do a playthrough sort of a long a long look if you will <laughs> <laughs> of it, um, rather than just, hey, here's Rise on the PC, just because it's kind of, it's an older property now. Um, if I'm not mistaken, a release game with the bone? Is that correct? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Uh, so anyways, playing some Rise. I, I dig it. I really dig the, um, for that type of game, it's, the combat is, it's interesting. Um, obviously, very heavily quick time um, based, but you know what? I like rhythm games, so whatever um and yeah it's beautiful it it, it transitions well uh, i the 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 first thing that stood out to me was the when the um i guess the dynamic combat system in the sense that you will do different things based on your position uh around an enemy as well as if there's more than one enemy around you your animations will be different which i think is really uh an interesting step in the sort of character action game that's kind of the closest I can think of uh, the genre to being. But yeah, I really, I'm digging Rise. I like the aesthetic uh, and th- that that will that video will be up shortly. <laughs> but maybe by the time you hear this, because uh, I do have some time now. Um, playing lots of a tragically still. underexplored yeah. time period in, in games. Because totally, like, really, all totally. the, the and, Roman and stuff, all you get is uh, Rome Total War. Yep. Um, Gladius is one of my most like one of my most beloved underrated games that kind of flew under the radar and I always just scream when's the Gladius remake coming out but it would be actually I think better for a mainstream audience if you took the combat from Rise and the sort of simulation management RPG stuff from Gladius and mashed them together I think that would be make for a really 
uh, engaging not only uh, sort of gladiator sim game, but also a a really good sort of arena fighter, which I think would be really cool. Especially when you're fighting things like satyrs and mythological creatures and um, all those different... Uh, from that time period, there was a lot of variation between that central European sort of northern African and Middle Eastern you got a lot of different influences coming in so there's a lot of different uh, aesthetics so to be explored and yeah like you said Mike it's definitely under underexplored that time period and, and sure. Gladius came out in like 2003 so I'd say we're long overdue for that sequel you want yeah. totally one of my all-time favorite games is Warrior of Rome yeah. it was a Sega Genesis like strategy game totally um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, playing some Payday, uh, digging that. They I played through the Halloween content, which was more drops, and they had a bonus, a bonus uh, heist, which was kind of interesting. It was neat. You had a headless juggernaut coming after you, and yeah. I, again, I'll, I'll repeat this every time I, I play Payday that week. They have fixed that game in in very good ways. Um, I won't I won't say much more than that. But again, that the, they've brought the can the dangling carrot closer to to be able to taste it barely um but yeah really digging payday and uh, getting up there I'm, I'm rounding around level 60 which is feeling pretty good i feel a little more capable um which is nice too and nice. being it and again uh, this goes back to the diablo 3 model of being able to respec anytime you want uh i think that helps payday to quite a bit because before the the big patch, you had to pay for your respec, but now you don't. So I really like being able to do that and change my play style based on the mission or the group I'm with. Obviously, you know, if the group is more stealth oriented, I can like maybe compliment them with more of a bruiser or go along with more of a stealth group and try that. So, um, and then Binding of Isaac Rebirth has been free for PlayStation uh, Plus members <coughs> on all Sony platforms. And I've been playing it on the Vita. I haven't tried the cross-save thing going back and forth with my PS4 yet. Because it's broken. It is broken. That is what I heard. They haven't patched and fixed that yet. So it is my go-to Vita game. My, my yeah, this, this Vita is now a, a Binding of Isaac machine, which is awesome because that game's <laughs> unreal. Um, might be my favorite roguelike. Might be my favorite. It's it's tough. It's close to Risk of Rain because we dipped into that. But, um blow spelunky out of the water in terms of um just overall experience but uh binding of isaac rebirth if the the quick top down of binding of isaac is a uh, a roguelike um top down zelda, zelda roguelike twin stick thing. shooter yeah yeah twin stick shooter with a zelda dungeons um and i'm talking zelda one dungeons um nice. and yeah man that game edward mcmillan is just a, a genius when it comes to design and and aesthetics and story and it's a really fun experience the original and now they've padded on just with the wrath of the lamb dlc which was their first dlc pack and then they had free halloween dlc and now rebirth adds like quadruple of the amount of stuff and crap you can collect um and when i say stuff and crap you can collect this is like items and trinkets and different um, things that you use to build your character in that run. So like in Risk of Rain, when you pick up something and it changes an ability or gives you a passive or something like that, or gives you an active ability, that's what Binding of Isaac has. It's it's really interesting. And, and I think that's a, an awesome direction for roguelikes to go is, uh, for me at least, Spelunky is great and 
it, it just has a limited scope of variability between rounds. Like it's nearly like Spelunky is, is on one end of the spectrum when it comes to um, luck versus skill. And Binding of Isaac is closer to the middle where it's like, it, you, you got to get some lucky drops in order to succeed. Cause I mean, it's still very skill based because it is a twin stick shooter and you're dodging the way out of bullets and enemies and poop and stuff on screen. Um, literal poop. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but you do, you, you get lucky some rounds and you just, you know, it, I don't mind that. I, I enjoy that actually, that variation in, in the game. So yeah, I think, I think Spelunky is a roguelike that somebody can, an appropriately skilled person doesn't have to pick up a single item to go through and beat. Totally. Binding of Isaac, the random affects you a lot more in in that you'll sometimes zone into a room and there will be enemies there that will hit you. Yeah, like totally. Um, and so you have to get a little bit more, there's a little bit more luck and, you know, what whatever build you're running um, can uh, really, really help you. You know, like, I forget which item it is, but, you know, you, you pick it up and every time you get hit, or the fanny pack, every time you take a hit, an item drops out. <laughs> so, you know, strategy becomes almost get hit a whole bunch and yep. litter the ground with healing items, fight the boss, and, and you'll have healing on hand. Um, so there, there, it's 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 cool stuff. I, li- I like the game. I think I, I the aesthetic wears on me a, a bit. Yeah, um, I, like, I, I I like the idea, but I can only wade around in blood and poop so much before I, I want something a little more colorful in yeah. my life. It's pretty dark too. Like it's a dark subject matter. Oh yeah, it's, matter, it's so. definitely messed up. It's very twisted. I, I like it, but I find that I can only pl- I can only do like one or two runs before I I feel like I need to put it down and play something else before coming back to it. Totally. But it is a brilliant brilliant game. Um. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I was talking with a friend about mugenics, which sounds crazy. It's like a weird uh, RPG-ish adventure game with cat cats. So, yeah. um, I yeah, I don't know. I want to just a little. I want to peer into Team Meat's head and just see what's going on with that game, just because it it's <laughs> you know they haven't talked about it a ton, but I'm super interested. Mostly because I have a genetics degree, and there's very few, there's limited options for genetics games, to be honest with you. Like, we're looking at uh, Massive Chalice, you know, with the bloodlines. I'm, I'm quite interested in that because of my background. Yeah, I've actually been playing a little bit of nice. that. Uh, pretty cool so Yeah, far. it's an interesting take on the, uh, on the um, XCOM-style strategy game, so... But yeah. other than that, honestly, I've just been working. Um, I cut that. <laughs> I cut that uh, Call of Duty review, and I Nick kind of sold me on Call of Duty. Nick, like, <laughs> uh, I I I skipped Ghosts. I think was the one before that Black Ops Two. Was that right? Maybe. Yeah, I think. I so. had a lot of fun with Black Ops Two, and then I was just like, I'm sick of not iterating on this franchise even though you have as much money as you want and as big of a team as you want but then advanced warfare comes out of well not out of nowhere like it was a known property and even since e3 like we've been looking at it but i kind of wrote off the genre so i wasn't really excited for it but then nick did this review and he's just like yeah this game's actually actually quite different and it's got all the stuff you love with progression and guns but then you're friggin' jump packing around and stuff so has that been fun? Like, how much yeah. have you been playing that? 
Yeah, I, I I'm almost done with the the campaign. I, I I think I decided to do the review when I was on like maybe one or two missions before the end, and uh, I was kind of surprised because from the very first mission, it doesn't play like a normal corridor shooter, which Call of Duty has kind of always been. Um, you know, the jump packs and stuff add some verticality and stuff to the levels and whatnot, and it just I don't know. They do a really good job of like breaking up. Um, the action between like you know shooting waves of bad guys with um there's actual like you know room takedowns and uh seeing all the cool little gadgets controlling drones and um also hiding from drones that, that that come to get you and you have to pick like what to use and when like whether you use emps because it's a robotic kind of enemy or you know explosives or there's the there's a grenade that you use to um tag enemies oh yeah and it shows them all behind like, walls and stuff yeah, yeah, it's it's real. It's a really cool little effect and stuff. Um, and just overall, it, it's a good looking game. There's lots of neat little scenarios it puts you in. Uh, there's a level where um, you're chasing down a, a, a chemical weapon. It starts with you literally like flying in a wingsuit and attaching to a plane, laser cutting the wings <laughs> off the plane, and capturing it with like another like little glider thing. <laughs> You break down, you're in, like, I don't know, Antarctica or whatever, and then, like, the the battle actually ends up being, like, underneath a glacier, and you're going through, like, corridors and, like, through, like, frozen walls. It's a, a really cool little, cool things like that, so... But then you press uh, A yeah, to was pay impressed. your it's respects. Yeah, I was impressed. It's been a while since I've played... What's that? So then you press A to pay your respects, and the internet explodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty early on in the thing, and people made a, a big deal about that. Is that is that like the controversial moment or something? That that was a controversial thing because of how it's just like they they the they take. The, I hear the game is quite good, and but the reaction to that was generally the beginning of the game. You're attending some like military funeral, okay. And I guess after the cutscene plays out, you are forced to go up to the casket and press a button to uh, pay your respects, and it's right. just stupid, right? So. Huh. But you know, then you then you're you know running around in a mech suit and tearing wings off airplanes. So yeah, I I mean the the, the cool thing I really liked about the the EXO thing and how they did the controls, um, for it just makes you feel like a badass because you can basically you double jump and then you have that one last boost and you can decide to like strafe left or right or up or down or whatever. So to to like, kind of like dodge enemy fire and stuff like there'd be times where you cut kind of like hop over into battle you hop up again and then like you can strafe on top of like a, a truck or a car or something like that and like it becomes really unpredictable and i don't know it's it's like ninja like but it just it, it seems military combat. yeah it seems like remember when we first were uh we're playing uh the borderlands new borderlands nick and we were like hey this kind of adds some more verticality to the levels yeah. and, and the levels were actually designed that way from what i and this is again coming secondhand from your footage, but seemed to have a little more verticality to the levels, the level design, both in in oh, the yeah. campaign and multiplayer. So, yeah, and there, they, it gives you some really cool things too. There's a, there's a level where you have to sneak into uh, this mansion, more or less, uh, and there's multiple paths you can go. And if you want to take the high road, you can definitely take that high road and kind of work your way in but there's also a low road you can take and you can uh you know whether you want to use like i said like emps and stuff to take out the 
the electronics that are trying to spy on you and the drones that are floating around or if you wanted to stay high and you actually kind of like grapple enemies and pull them into um cover so and for like silent takedowns that's and cool stuff um so yeah it's pretty cool that in terms of co-op the co-op mode's a little disappointing though um because it's more action oriented uh it's they're all kind of like arenas that you're in um, you defend the burger they, they burger do restaurant <laughs> no, it's not that. That's bad. What was that? Was that the that first was, was Modern Warfare, Warfare Two? Or Modern Warfare. That was the first one with the um, co-op. Yeah, it, it's. I, I like some of the ideas they have. Like they the, the rounds they break up with objectives. Whether it's you got to go and disarm a bomb or collect dog tags or defend an area. It's that kind of like a little bit of a, like how Mass Effect did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the randomized objectives between waves and stuff. Uh, and then basically, if you fail those, op- they're actually optional objectives. If you fail them, then the following wave, they do bad things to you. Like, it'll spawn harder enemies, oh, okay. like invisible guys. Or it'll, like, hack your HUD, and you won't be able to, like, see any targets and stuff through your HUD. Or, and it constantly has, like, garbles and stuff through it. Crazy. And so it does some cool stuff like that. But it's not a very deep mode, and it doesn't, like, count towards your experience for your character. And there's a whole, like, uh, meta unlock thing of, like, dress up your yeah, Call yeah. of Duty guy. Right, and it doesn't count towards any of that. So I was kind of like, eh. you don't even get Nigerian and police fi- pants in it. <laughs> no, no, no Nigerian police pants. Uh, so the only thing you do, I guess, work towards unlocking would be, well, it's, you you unlock harder maps to play mm-hmm. on, um, and then eventually you get the teaser for the zombies mode. But the zombies mode is going to be locked behind paywall. Yeah, DLC paywall, which kind of sucks. So. Uh. Let me blast through some other stuff yeah, I guess yeah. I've been playing. Uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. I've been playing. I played some with Mike and Jason over the weekend, which was pretty fun. Uh, it just when when it works, like in terms of everyone syncs up and, and, and things are going down, and you just see people dropping <laughs> down and stabbing fools through the throat and and synchronized kills, and it just sitting back and watching it, like it's just this symphony of. I don't know, French ninjas. <laughs> when, when it, of when assassination. It, it's a game that has extraordinarily high highs, I feel. Like, even in the, in, yeah, in the that, single player, way to put it. It, which a lot of people don't like, but I'm having actually a really good time with. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I really I have no quarrels with the game. Other I took than my map and I turned off few... all the social bullshit. So it's like, if yeah. it's something I have to install another application to use or whatever i just i basically Dude, filtered that, that stuff out app, the android app for that is like 600 meg <laughs> it's huge yeah it's weird it's like what is it installing ridiculous paris but uh but yeah it, it's a lot of fun I, I i think in terms of co-op it, it's definitely the high point in that game that the heists are a lot of fun there's there's a good variety there the there seems to be a lot of historical based missions for the co-op they're around kind of a piece of french history and a figure and and doing something with that figure whether it's rescuing them or gathering information or assassinating them uh so yeah it's pretty fun jason and i actually played some two-player co-op i think it was last night or the night before um and it's it's a different take when you have more guys and less guys but uh we definitely had to develop a strategy to complete the one mission and stuff and we tried different things and um yeah, it's good stuff. I think that's going to be a game where, unfortunately, it, it did... Not that it was released too early, but it, they just didn't get enough time to fix all the yeah. bugs and, and polish it. And I think, like, six months from now, like, 
the PC version for that, it's going to be freaking tight. But, yeah. Steam sale. Yeah. I mean, again, an- uh, again, another game that I kind of wrote off because I wasn't into the series anymore, and then I watched, like, ten minutes of footage of you guys playing, and I'm like, oh, I want to do that! <laughs> I want to stab I kind of wish they'd put pi- I, I kind of wish they'd done co-op they're, they're, in the pirate game. There should be a clip about uh, ten minutes into one of the longer ones. The, what, it's when Mike, Jason, and I are playing, and Mike and I are down like in this pit where we're sword fighting some dudes and stuff. And you won't be able to hear it in the audio because it was over voice chat. But it's you'll hear Jason say like someone's behind you, and I'll turn around, and the second I turn around, he drops in and stabs a guy. Like it's like the timing oh, is absolutely perfect, and I caught it. Oh. And it's just it's like yes, that. Every time now, that. now that you, the bad thing is, all I'm gonna do is be like, "Kate, hey, one of you basically has to not play and just be the cameraman for when you record." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, let me blast through some other stuff. I played a bunch of Civilization uh, Beyond. Yeah, how with, is that with uh, with Taylor and Enoch? And oh, it's 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 pretty decent. It's it's not. I don't think it's as good in turn as regular Civilization because it doesn't have that that arc of you know going from stone age to to modern age kind of a thing it's kind of like everyone's almost on level ground uh the planet and the alien stuff is you know they're they come into play a lot more than barbarians do in civilization and stuff and there's a lot more to worry about in that sense um the tech tree or tech web is just insane and it's more about when you discover stuff like kind of upgrading and iterating on existing stuff um which is kind of kind of interesting um because you can basically take units individual units in different paths and apply different buffs to them and different things so what ends up happening is why everyone kind of starts the same you branch out where like civilization everyone starts differently and you kind of go towards the same thing if that makes sense um so it, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of reverse that, but I think we're gonna play again tomorrow night. We're gonna we're gonna stream again. Nice. Uh, you know, co-op works pretty well, so that's fun. And then play some Destiny. We did a raid last week, got through that, and uh, Halo Master Chief Collection as well. Uh, that's got a couple games in it. Sick. Yeah, <laughs> it, that is a ridiculous value for your for your sixty dollars. And <laughs> I think, you know, if anyone's getting a getting someone an xbox one for christmas this year uh just give them that game too and they have hours of stuff to play uh. so uh but yeah mike what, what else have you been playing you, you I, we talked about binding of isaac so uh yeah it's, i played assassin's a little creed. bit of binding of isaac um played i've been playing assassin's creed unity because we were originally going to tag team the review so i kind of put that on priority i've actually been like i said i've been enjoying that game a lot more than basically everybody like everybody every review i've read of is like this game is complete dog shit fuck it (laughs) and you know even even though jason praised the co-op he basically he was really really down on the rest of the games like the single player is garbage and i don't yeah i was kind of surprised i i cut you know i commented on his review when i was editing and stuff like he, he said he, the story was really forgettable and he had no idea what some of the stuff was going on. I was like, really? Because I actually found some of the stuff pretty interesting in how, um, you know, Arno and the, the, the female character early on, you know, kind of 
uh, he had assassins and Templars right away. They set, kind of set that tone right there. And he was like, well, I have no idea why he's, you know, going after the Templars. Because the Templars killed his daddy, who's her daddy, but she's a Templar. <laughs> oh, shit, why am I fighting for the assassins <laughs> when my friend is a Templar? <laughs> or, you know, something similar yeah. to that. I'm, I, I stopped taking the series seriously a while back. I think it was, like, I think Brotherhood is where that series peaked. Um in mm-hmm. terms of, like, this game is just really fun to play. And then they started adding more and more and more. And even though Assassin's Creed 4 was really fun, um, it was a good... Uh, Jason and I agreed that it was a really good pirate game that was really hindered by the fact that it was an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> it's like, if they took all the Assassin's Creed stuff out of that and just made that same pirate game, uh, you know, so that, that was amazing. And I, I really yeah. liked that. Um but uh, I think what I like about this is that it has a sense of place that the series hasn't had since it was in Rome. Where, it, like, you're going around revolutionary Paris and, you know, seeing the massive crowds of, like, people rioting against the, the monarchy and all that. It's, like, it's really cool. And I, I, I appreciate that. And the, you know, spoilers, there's modern day stuff in it. Um, which I love. Of, I love the modern day stuff. But the it, so the way the modern day stuff in this is handled is that there you're so you're a, in Assassin's Creed Four. You were a in the modern day. You were a game developer making Assassin's Creed Four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going around a game studio, working for you know the, the Abstergo Entertainment, the game developer. Gotcha. And Assassin's Creed Unity. The uh, the conceit is that you bought Abstergo Entertainment's console and are playing their new game. So when you boot the game, when you boot it up for the first time, it actually goes to the main menu of a completely, like, it, it's like, here are 16 scenarios that you can play. And it has, like, it has, like, an Altair thing. Like, you see, like, Aveline from um, the Vita game and a bunch right. of the other ones. And it says, like, scenario locked, locked, locked. And you can, like, move around and try and select them. And then, so you go back and you pick, you know, Arno. And so the, the idea is that you are, like, you are you playing the game. Right. In the modern day. You are and the game the, player. You know, they interrupt it every now and then with someone <laughs> spewing bullshit about, hey, we're fighting against these bad guys, go do stuff. Oh, hey, you know, here's a convenient excuse for time travel, holy shit. And uh, that stuff is actually, like... That stuff is actually really cool. Some of the the, the rifts that hmm. that happen in that game. I won't really spoil what any of them are, but they're uh, they're cool and fun. Awesome. Um, and since, gosh, it's been so long since I've been on one of these, uh, I had surgery and was basically down in bedridden for two months. So I totaled. I, I, I got some stats for you guys. Oh, wicked! I have played in the past two months two hundred hours of Destiny. <laughs> wow! Holy shit! <laughs> so wow, uh, yeah, it is a game. It, like it is a game that, through the patrol mechanic, you can just mindlessly play. It's it doesn't matter if it's compelling or anything. Okay. It's like this now, is a thing that I can turn on and keep myself occupied. And then every now and then, my friends and I will get together and do the raid, and the raid is really great. And have, have we actually talked about the raid in any depth on the podcast yet? 
No. Not on the podcast, but we had. I think we had. We had streamed it the one night. Yeah. Um, so ba- basically, yeah, Destiny is a, a solid co-op shooter that you know has has a bunch of issues, and uh, you know, kind of the content's really bland when you start like totaling it up. And um, then they said we're gonna our, we're gonna take our quasi MMO and make like World of Warcraft style raids, and everyone said, huh, okay. And then they released their raid, and uh, some of the bugs in it aside, it's like the most compelling content in that game co-op-wise by, like, leaps and bounds. Like, you could fit entire other games in between what the raid is and what the rest of Destiny is. Right. Correct. Um, it's, it's engaging. It's challenging. It requires communication and teamwork. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's, be, it's so far beyond mindless. And what you get out of the patrol missions and the story missions. Yeah. So we've been pl- we've been doing a lot of the raids and and organize. Well, there's only the one raid, but the next raid is coming out in. Was it December third? The in new two weeks. The new packs coming yeah. out. So there's going to be another raid there, and we're all gearing up and pretty much ready to take that one on as well uh, when it releases. And it's. I don't know. It's like it's it's really hard because I'm like, you know, it's we're coming up on the end of the year. I'm like, man, what have I played this year that I really like? Like, well, I really like Destiny, but man, the core game is not what that raid is. If if all of Destiny was as good as what the raid is, that's game of the year, and nothing has even come close. Like, I don't like. I can't think of a single thing that I have enjoyed this year more than Destiny's raid. No, however. For sure. The rest of Destiny does not live up to the raid at all. The other ninety percent of Destiny that I enjoyed is. quite a bit, but that, you know, unless you intend to level your dude past twenty and grind gear and go do the raid, you know, you hit level twenty and it's like, well, I've seen everything. Let's go play Call of Duty because the multi. It, it, it's actually it's pretty interesting having played the the Halo Master Chief Collection stuff and kind of working my way through those games to see. Almost, like Halo One, in a lot of sense, in my opinion, is actually ahead of Destiny in terms of some of the core systems that are there, like with like the AI and and just some of this stuff that's going on in the game. Like you can see, it, or I should say, I was reminded of where everything in Destiny came yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you could see what they pick it, picked and choose from all their other games and kind of brought it into into Destiny and kind of started there but it was like they didn't bring all of it with it and well part of what that is is the the fact that that destiny is ostensibly an online game where everybody's so take the actual missions of the game aside go like look at like the the fact that the the missions themselves are hybridized between bits that are single player or fire team restricted mm-hmm. and the open world and the I don't know if either their AI programming isn't up to snuff or the horsepower isn't there to actually have the mobs realistically react to players coming at them from any direction. So you'll often go into the world and see, well, I have a sniper rifle, so I'm going to put on my long-distance scope, and I know mobs are over here. And in Halo, you'd do that, and they'd all be patrolling around and doing stuff and kind of moving, you know, moving, like, realistically. And in Destiny you look at a set of mobs from long distance and their AI is turned completely off. They are like 
not only motionless, there, they yeah. are just staring at walls and stuff. And mm-hmm. then the scope goes on them. The network says, yo, someone can see you. And then all of a sudden, everything starts <laughs> moving around. And right. so, the, the, so that level, the way that AI works, it, it appears that they didn't do much more to change how the, the stuff in the single player portions work. So you have kind of dumb enemies that have very basic behavior roaming around the open world stuff. And then you have enemies whose main strategy is I'm going to walk behind this pillar and wait till you walk around the corner and punch me. Whereas in a game like Halo, they would, you know, try and flank you and do all the stuff, you know, the combat puzzle that Bungie's known for. And unfortunately, all the combat puzzle shit that Bungie's known for is in the raid and nowhere else in the game. So it's, like I said, it's like Bungie's a Destiny is a very good shooter, but there are very obvious ways where everything they made prior to that was superior. Like I will, like I will agree absolutely that every every single Halo game that Bungie touched had a single player campaign that was light years beyond what Destiny gives you. But the 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 scope of the game is are so different, and what they could do and what they had experience doing. I feel like they're working towards it. And Destiny keeps getting yeah, I, better. I don't know. It's just to me it's crazy because, you know, Halo One is fifteen years old at this point. Um, you know, it always supported co op and all that other kind of stuff. It had multiple players, um and you know, it they they had the excuse in that game that, you know, drop ships are bringing in right. enemies and, and things like that. And it's just like fifteen years later, despite it being online only and stuff, like I don't know, I feel like it should have at least progress forward a little bit in terms of their formula for things. Well, then there's of um, course you know, the rumors have... that Bun- that Destiny was basically completely gutted at w- at one point, and what they released was actually them madly scrambling to get something done. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. There's there's remnants of story like there like if you if you look at like if you follow some of the hardcore fans or like I have watched every single piece of content. Bungie released in the lead up to this game people have actually mined out like there is an there is an entire story that Bungie basically said the game was going to be out that there was evidence that all this stuff was in the game and now it's gone Hmm. and Hmm. artifacts of it are here and there so who knows like that, that game could have been troubled and nobody knew because they have more money than God because they're with Activision. Yeah, they, they they kept it under lock and key for quite some time, and it was really only uh, I'm trying to think when that when when that unveil happened. It was like January of last year, I think. It, it was. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. After the holidays, and of course, the people were like, "Hey, look, they were thinking about Destiny when they made ODST because there's that Easter egg where they had yeah, the Destiny there's... poster in it." Um, mm-hmm. So, like, clearly that game has. Like, when did ODST come out? Like, 2008, 2009? So, you know... Yeah, somewhere so in there. five years that... At least that Bungie has been working on Destiny in some form or other. It, you know, it stands to reason yeah. that that game has been several things. So... Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, blast through some news here. And then, before uh, we get into our, our, our story, sure. can we just... T- talk about how valkyria chronicles came out on pc 
Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. I bought it. I haven't even played it like, yet. Like, what oh. the hell? That's amazing. And not only that, it was like the top game on Steam I know. for, I think, a Valkyria Chronicles is my favorite console game of the last generation. Bar none. I, I am that with game you. is I am fucking with amazing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I just had to bring that up and in all of its glory because oh man if, if I and that that gives me hope that this um, that gives me hope that the second one will come out for pc because that, that that was well. on psp only <laughs> that was a psp game so they, they hey. might have more work to do to port that up that's very true we'll see anyways uh all right so let's pass through some news um share play i don't know if you got have you guys played it with the share play stuff on ps4 at all it's yeah. pretty neat I'm glad I have a second uh, controller. It, <laughs> yeah, so it's basically a way to stream games one to one to your friends, uh, but it can also allow them to uh, take over and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, basically, you hit the share button on your controller, you hit share play, uh, and you share your screen with someone, and then you can virtually pass on a, a controller, whether uh, it's a single player game or if it's a local co op game. You can pass them controller too, and they can jump in. And Jason and I played some Lego The Hobbit that way, and it worked perfectly. <laughs> it, it was pretty slick. So uh, I guess the only re- real downside of it is there is a one-hour restriction per session, but you can immediately start a new session and get cool. going to yeah, it. I wonder, so. I wonder why that is, like why they would restrict it to an hour but not really give a shit if yeah. you just reconnect it. Yeah, and it's weird too. Well, it's not weird, but it, it they, what they do too is they add the game to your library that you've actually played, um, and then basically when you click it, it takes you to the PlayStation Store to buy it. Hmm. So you can you can see does it, does what it their hold your trophies hostage for? Like, yeah, you don't get you don't earn trophies because oh, that'd be funny if you're like you for earned sure. this trophy now buy the game to unlock it. Yeah, like it used to do with Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, yeah. It used to do that a lot for the achievements. Uh Let's see what else. Uh, let's talk about some Blizzard news because BlizzCon uh, happened. BlizzCon happened, and there was there was a bit of news coming I'm out of all there. All about the Overwatch. Let's, yes, Overwatch. Let's, <laughs> yes, so Overwatch looked pretty cool. Uh, a new shooter from them. Basically, it looks and, like and they're so, it's like they're taking uh, the Battleborn idea and and doing yeah. doing their own like TF2 yeah. slash character driven MOBA style you know like, like it, lo- it looks like there's just a bunch of characters in the game and they're all different some of them are kind of TF2 like and others are definitely more MOBA like yeah totally and uh, you just roll around and first person shoot that looks pretty awesome can you remind awesome. me what what's that game is it 2k that's building that one there, there's a couple coming out so there, there's the yeah, 2k and gearbox and that's battleborn battleborn and then there's one from there's one from Bethesda too, isn't there? That's very similar. I feel like but there that, is. they're all kind of like offshoots of TF2 slash MOBA stuff. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. What's the what's the Bethesda one now? now that I huh. forget. I need to look that up. Um, while while I'm looking that up, Locke, why don't you tell us about the Starcraft? Yeah, news? Starcraft. Uh, uh, well, out of BlizzCon again. Um, the third and final iteration of. The chapter of uh, StarCraft II, which will be the... They had Wings of Liberty, they had Heart of the Swarm, and the... Uh, what the Legacy heck is the of name? the Void. Yes, thank you. Legacy of the Void is the Protoss uh, chapter. Um, 
they've obviously going to have new units and all that sort of thing, but they've also uh, announced that there's going to be two co-op modes, which is pretty cool. They have um, kind of the, the your basic co-op mode for an RTS like this, hybridized. It's called the Archons, Archons mode um, in the game when you make an Archon. It's when you put two Templars together and they fuse. If it's two Dark Templars, it's a Dark Archon. Anyways, fusing two players together and you control the same... Um, it's like two players playing one army. So if one guy wants to like do all the base building and mining and the other guy focuses on combat or however you want to split up the, the, the duties, you can do that in Archon's mode. The other mode, which seems super cool and um, a little more... Uh, drastically different than your typical co-op mode which is this allied commanders mode which has hints it has hints of of not necessarily MOBA but um, when you if you haven't played the campaign in Starcraft your guy levels up and your your sort of main hero so in Heart of the Swarm it was Kerrigan and Kerrigan drove your basically drove your army across every single map and it was it was really cool because you got to customize this hero now, they're doing that in Allied Commanders mode, except you get to pick different heroes. So you can have, um, you know, Jim Raynor, Sarah Kerrigan. Um, you can have, like, uh, what the heck, Zeratul in there. But it, it's interesting because you'll both have separate characters and you'll be playing sort of separate armies. So I'm really interested to see how this pans out. If it if it pans out anything like the StarCraft II campaign, I am I am sold, because that was one of the best RTS campaigns I've seen in a long, long time. But customizable 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 characters is is awesome and it hasn't been done super well since Warcraft three, I feel. But they, they did it in StarCraft two, so it, now you're gonna be able to do it with a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I did look that up and Bethesda's game is Battle oh, God Cry. Damn it. So we have Battleborn, <laughs> Battle Cry and Should then, I mention uh, that Bloodborne was delayed? Yeah, uh, that makes me sad. Too many. So yeah, but the Bethesda, the Bethesda one looks uh, like it's more like historical. I remember it because it's got Karnov uh, as one of the characters. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it interesting. Really, so yeah, really. it, 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 that seems to be the new MOBA kind of trend. People are going towards MOBA meet right. shooter um, with lots and lots of characters not necessarily stuck in one setting um so that's not the only news coming out but we got some diablo 3 stuff yeah, what's coming. that about and mike why don't you tell us about that yeah diablo 3 um there's a lot of stuff uh that came out um most notably i guess is the fact that there's a new another new zone it's called the ruins of Sesheron. it's a uh City, uh, it's the destroyed city of Haragath from Diablo 2, uh, Lord, of, Lord of Destruction. Right. So, uh, you know, rolling around new zones is always fun, you know, because you're, that's a game where you're endlessly repeating content, so seeing a new background is always nice. Um, but for me, at least, uh, the biggest change is that they're adding an upper tier of legendary items called uh, artifacts. Nice. Which are, led, you know, a... They're the same legendary items, at least a lot of the ones I saw, except they are like an ancient, that's what it are, the ancient versions. So the ancient version of the item has a 30% stat boost over the regular legendary version of the item. So uh, cool. that's, uh, that's pretty sweet. Um, you know, give, give people uh, doing the loot chase more reason to go, uh, 
go do it other than leveling up their uh, legendary gems. So that'll be uh, yeah. It's just pretty awesome how how much there's support in that game. So yeah, I think uh, so I think a lot of the release. the weird like people kind of put Blizzard in a weird spot over the past few years. They're like, well, they haven't really done anything new, and they're, all their good all their stuff that's coming out is you know like you know it's Heroes of the Storm, so they're making a Dota and Hearthstone, so they get, they're on this free to play kick. And then they have BlizzCon, and there's like, look, here's all this, here's all this content for all of our stuff. Shut here's up. <laughs> a very uh, by all by everything I've heard, the new WoW expansion is really great. Yeah, it sounds awesome. And, yeah, and so there's like all this stuff they're doing that is like, you know, what? this is awesome. You know, what? this is awesome. Here, here, have some free stuff. This new game we're talking about, yeah, it's probably going to be free. We're not going to tell you that right now, but. <laughs> You know, it's like that, yeah. that looks like a free to play game. Um, and uh, it's just it's nice to see a company that kind of focuses on just making fun games that don't take themselves terribly seriously. Uh, just putting stuff out for like every aspect of their community. Like they have the hardcore, they have the casual, they have the people who play nothing but Hearthstone. They still have the WoW players. They have the Diablo people, the pro Starcraft League. And they they have they seem to have all of it pretty well handled and know how to treat yeah. their audience well. So it's, it's yeah, pretty point. refreshing to see uh, BlizzCon this year. Yeah. Yeah, they did, they did a good job. Um, uh, yeah, I know, Mike, we sort of toyed with the idea of hopping in for a month and seeing what Warlords of Draenor is all about. And um, then I saw the, how the, the they're having like crazy yeah, problems and like, DDoS attacks. We can, so we can check that out a little later. We got to wait until things are fixed. But yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Wrapping up some news stories. Jason was going to tell us about Assassin's Creed Unity and some of the issues they've had. Uh, so we kind of hinted at it a bit in the what we've been playing segment. But the game is a technical mess. Oh, yes. Um, Ubisoft, obviously, is they are supporting it as much as they can. They've been pretty forthcoming with, uh, you know, the bug fixes are happening. And they've already put out, I think, two major patches for it. What What's uh, the joke you know, about the to... woman's face or the people's faces being just, like, eyes and teeth? Yeah, it just didn't, it didn't load, like, the character. Like, it the loaded mod... the rig and parts right, of the character but model, not but the... not the actual skin. Gotcha. That's awesome. That's a that's a wicked bug. <laughs> so it's like the Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, version so... of, uh, <laughs> of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So they 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 basically been keeping a live blog of uh, of things detailing the fixes and when the issues fixed, uh, you know, what patch. Uh, and then the other part of the story we talked a bit about, uh, you know, there was a review embargo. In place. So this is this is kind of weird because this is actually the first game we've ever gotten from Ubisoft for a really? review. And the yeah, oh yeah, we've never gotten Ubisoft stuff before. Huh. Uh, anyway, the embargo for it was actually at noon the day of launch. So technically, it would have been in people's hands for like twelve hours already. Um, so I, when I saw that too, I was like, well, this is weird. I don't know if this is the norm for them or not. Um, and then I start talking to some folks that are like, nah, something's up. Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, they, they took, uh, uh, somewhat of a PR beating for, for that from some outlets and stuff like that. And they said that they're going to address their review, uh, what's the word? Rules. Right. 
policy. In the future. What a policy. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully we'll still get stuff from them. Um, you know, once your once uh, the video review goes up, I'll send it over and see mm-hmm. what they say. I guess I can't, like, p- but, uh, yeah, part the- of the Assassin's Creed thing is, like, like, Ubisoft is one of the huge publishers at this point, and they have annualized franchises, but, like, whereas, you know, a Call of Duty coming out every year is, like, super predictable, and they're all generally the same game yeah, over and over and over again with, like, a core mechanic change or, or a new set of window dressings. Like, the Assassin's Creed games are just kind of, like, we're going to try and do something really big and I don't know if we're going to be able to do one of these every year, but darn it, we're going to try. It, it has so weird, it's like you kind of, it has weird like you kind of like admire the, the, Yeah. It's like, you kind yeah. of have to admire the balls it takes to say, you know, we're going to make this really weird high concept thing and keep iterating on it every year. Mm-hmm. I, I think Ubisoft in general this year seems to have stretched themselves too thin they they've put it there. They have and are putting out a lot of big titles. We saw for, uh, Far Cry Four is out tomorrow. Um, Assassin's Creed Unity, the crew's coming out. Um, Watch Dogs then, was earlier uh, this year. What, what was Watch Dogs? Watch oh, yeah. Dogs. Yeah, there there's something else though. That I feel like there's one other one this fall that we we missed. Is it another Just Dance? Um, <laughs> yeah, Just Dance came out as well. Great. Um, but yes, so so they you know they got a lot of big titles coming out or have come out um and yeah some of them are iteration ones the far cry one seems uh you know maybe a little quick and obviously assassin's creed is now year oh there was another so there was another assassin's creed game but it was on previous gen wasn't it well yeah the rogue yeah. it's basically like they made more dlc for assassin's creed 4 and slapped it on a disc oh cool interesting yeah like it's a it's another pirate game it stars a different character but it reuses like an incredible amount of the same assets so mm. gotcha. i don't know if it's any good or not i just yeah. know that it seems like it's kind of short yeah and... no, nobody basically got review copies of that and stuff and but that that's but... yeah they're probably focused on yeah. unity right now yeah so i guess kind of similar to that uh and actually uh this this showed up today and is out tomorrow is grand theft auto 5 is out on ps4 and xbox one um with lots of upgrades and stuff and it looks like uh the big news out of it the big change is they added a first person mode to it which is a first mm-hmm. for a uh, grand theft auto game something we've only seen some some pc modders have tried it in the past with uh gta 4 with the previous games yeah with gta 4 but uh this is a full fledged on first person mode um grand theft skyrim the cars the like the insides of cars are now rendered and stuff for that and uh yeah, so that should be interesting because that mode works both in online and in uh, the main campaign. Hmm. So, And finally, uh, we actually just posted the story. The co-op heists a year later are finally coming to the damn game. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy it's taken this long, huh. but we shall see. Uh, what else? I, I, I added this to our list of things to look at just because I thought it was so cool. But uh, LEGO Batman 3 has... A you know a '60s classic Batman style movie. Oh yeah, I saw that with the whole like 
Yeah, with all like the you know the text overlays of the Bam Pal Smash, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and they actually have Adam West doing the voice of Batman in that that section and stuff. So uh, that looks real cool. I, I haven't played any of the previous ones, but I, that kind of makes me want to try this one. It would, it would add uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> add something to it. Yeah, and uh, last little piece I had on the list was, and we we talked about this, was that the the zombies mode. Uh, it's coming to Advanced Warfare, but you need the season pass to actually get it, uh, which is kind of a bummer. It's kind of sending that thing out to die. I, you know, I said this before when they when they did it with uh, World at War and whatever the other ones. They had all the cool DLCs. Make that standalone. Yeah. Don't lock it in with Call of Duty. Just make that standalone as a download, and they would make a killing on it. I think. Um, I don't know. That's about it. Anything else you guys can think of that we might have missed story-wise? Um, no, I think we, we covered it's been... all the, the BlizzCon stuff pretty well. Yeah. Oh, big Destiny uh, patch dropped so, today. Yeah, I was going to say there's a big patch, but they didn't make it so you can don't have to grind materials anymore. That's the only thing I care about right now. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they've, they have promised that Something is coming, but the they did patch in the new and improved Iron Banner. Uh, and they they improved the there's like voice chat channels. Yeah, and stuff so that now. that's the big addition is the the there's a beta test. It's like basically a public beta test of uh, chat channels for uh, match made teams. Uh, Destiny curiously uh, went against basically everything Bungie had ever made in the past and muted all the voices of anybody that wasn't invited manually to your team or that joined you directly um so if nick and i were playing and got match made together in a strike we wouldn't be able to talk to each other but if i invited him to my party we could right and uh so now you can actually opt in to a chat channel if when you get match made you don't have to which is very nice because half the people who i play online games with i don't ever want to hear speak um, but it, you know, it's especially in PvP, you don't want to hear the guy like with sixty kills and carrying your team just sitting there shitting all over everybody else for right. you know fifteen minutes. Um, and amateur rappers and the people that leave their music on and their mic next to it. Amateur <laughs> dude. I... There's always one. <laughs> there's, there's always one. So you know, it, but that, that's really a sitcom about that. <laughs> there should just be a sitcom about and just have every stereotypical well, there's some, like, there's online personality. The, the Guild it. did it right with uh, their little yeah. online series. Yeah. I'm sure there's some sort true. of flip on that where you just like peer into the life of the person on the other end, and it's you know, dude with Dorito dust who has a day job and comes back and just like plays Destiny or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. they you got the du- the dude with the kids yeah. running around playing yeah. Call of Duty and swearing yeah. at the screen. They, they added that, and, and the the cool thing about the new Iron Banner, it, the Iron Banner event before was a an alternate take on the PvP where instead of do- normalizing weapon damage, so like you could be level one and have a machine gun and do the exact same damage as someone who's completed the raid and has like an Atheon's epilogue, um, and so that like. The game is balanced that way, uh, but Iron Banner is the they they basically made it so that all yep. of your gear and level advantages count. Yeah. So if you are level twenty nine or thirty, and you are match made against someone who's level twenty, 
they can basically almost not hurt you um, in this PvP mode, and you have to be at least level twenty to to join a to start a fire team and bring it in. Um, but the nice thing they're doing is so so that's actually how Iron Banner is going to work now because that was how it was in theory before. But well, before what it was exactly is the, I think they said way. the biggest spread in a bill in like damage and and defense was something like less than twenty percent. Which is pretty yeah. negligible, um, considering what the weapon damages are in that game. Uh, so, this one they definitely like. If you're three levels below a guy, that you'll appear like they'll have like question marks over them. Like if you ran into a high level enemy out in the world when you were low level. Um, so, it, gotcha. and they they also changed the way the rep works because Iron Banner's other big thing is you had to get reputation with the Iron Banner to get rewards, and the 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 crux of it was that if you lose your match, you get no rewards. Yeah, you don't get any. Winner takes all for everything. And uh, now they've changed it so that if you lose the match, you get, like, tokens. And uh, when you next win a match, you're able to activate your tokens and turn them in. So uh, it's kind of a delayed gotcha. delayed reaction. And uh, they're, they've also introduced some new gear through Iron Banner that's a way to get raid-level equipment uh, without going into the raid so that's pretty cool. sweet and uh i want to get that million million shader because i missed it last time yeah it's sick yep all right uh so i didn't have much in terms of features i thought we could i don't know maybe gloss over some of the the reviews we posted a bunch of reviews in the past couple of weeks uh halo master chief collection sunset overdrive civilization beyond earth uh, assassin's creed unity Call of Duty, uh, Advanced Warfare, Devil's Dare. Oh, I gotta um, play that. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we talked about a lot of these already in the What You've Been Playing section. Tell me about uh, Sunset Overdrive, because I was Devil's gone when you, last, when you probably talked about it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I think actually the last podcast it was still under embargo, so I couldn't really talk about it too much i don't remember but yeah tell me why i'm gonna buy an xbox one to play that game because i was intending to i I think it's worth it It, it's one of the more fun campaigns i've played in terms of open world stuff it you know i get a little bit of a crackdown vibe from it but it definitely has a lot of insomniac personality Mm -hmm. to it um it's a a very very self-aware game uh, you know it's it's kind of like uh you know you were talking a little bit earlier about assassin's creed unity like you're playing yourself playing a game in a game yo, with yo dog i heard you like video, video game games char- yeah yeah like this you know the main character in the game knows he's a video game character and there's lots of references to to video game culture and uh, things around it it even talks about things like game facts yeah. and and you know online forums and achievement you know pointless achievements and stuff like that mm-hmm. um you know there's there's lots of funny dialogue and stuff like that um you know and it, it's beautiful it, it's it's a gorgeous looking game um and the the, the online co-op i think is it's pre, it's pretty replayable you know it's a lot of fun it's a good way to unlock uh lot of customizations and stuff for your guy and weapon upgrades and there's a lot a lot of collectibles in the game and i think i said in my review uh the only downside i found in terms of like the collectibles is a lot of them are tough to see uh, because the game is so busy visually Mm -hmm. 
there's like so many colors and so much going on like one of the the collectibles you have to get is uh toilet paper <laughs> like people like toilet paper yeah. and stuff um and it's actually so what they did is they tied some of the collectibles to uh like a, a crafting system more or less so you need so many things toilet paper and so many of this to start the thing to craft this next upgrade for whatever so it, it, it can be frustrating if you're just running around trying to find this stuff to, you know it's tough to see or some of the collectibles there's the floating fizzy balloons are they're real easy to see uh, but there's also there's these uh, smelly sneakers that are thrown over power lines and uh, those ones are tough to see you, pick, you end up picking them up and you don't even realize you're just grinding yeah. along mm-hmm. the, the, the power lines so, so tell yeah. me how tell me about the character customization because I've seen some of the creations that people make for that and I, I that is actually what sold me on the game is I saw one of the I think it was Dan Reichert at Giant Bomb made Freddie Mercury like basically like yeah. a dude that looks exactly like Freddie Mercury and that's all he does is play Sunset Overdrive as Freddie Mercury and that seems like the most amazing <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, no, there's there's a good variety of stuff to to unlock for your for your guy. Uh, you know, there's you got your basic hairstyles and all that other kind of stuff, but there's there's a ton of outfits. Um, you know, a lot of it is punk oriented just because of the style of the game. Um, my guy was kind of like this nerdy dude kind of what i created can you um, wear a football helmet because that would be cool yeah, I, a football oh, I, helmet uh i mean there are some hats and stuff i don't know if there was a football mm-hmm. helmet um I, but they're, they're adding stuff though too uh one of the cool little things they did do is they put a online tv show that they update in the game itself um and then they highlight like community stuff that's going on and then like talk about new challenges like there's always these big co-op challenges like this week we want everybody to you know collect x amount of whatever and if you do that this unlocks cool. for everybody hmm. kind of a thing and they they plan on kind of keep keep doing stuff like that through it um so yeah it was interesting because for the review they actually put that out. that was one so that was like the opposite for the embargo for that that was out like two weeks but we got it like two weeks before the game released and then the embargo was up like a week before it released mm-hmm. um but they the the video channel in there was like specifically towards reviewers it was like giving hints and it was just talking about what they plan to do with it and stuff like that's that. pretty sweet and it would update so yeah insomniac's always been real good at, at supporting their stuff too post-launch and they seem to um still be doing that uh well with this so yeah, I, I really like the game. I, I I generally get bored with open world games. There's very few that I've finished. Um, Red Dead Redemption and Crack and the Crackdown series are the only ones I can really say that I've played from start to finish hmm. and enjoyed like the entire way through. Um, you know, Grand, I don't think I I think Grand Theft Auto Three was the only one I've ever finished of those games, and that was you know way way back then. <laughs> I had a lot more free time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I, a lot of the recent ones, I just have never gotten gotten the willpower to get through. But Sunset Overdrive, it probably took me, I don't know, 15, 18 hours to complete. I've heard some people, uh, you know, that really went to try and get through all the collectibles and stuff like that. It took much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Mike, yeah, with regards to picking a X-Bone up to, to play that. 
it seems now I was mentioning this to Nick earlier in the week, but it seems now that there's a, a pretty good handful of games that I want to play on that thing now with Master Chief Collection and Sunset Overdrive and yeah, I'm I'm digging digging into that. Yeah, I mean, I still prefer my PS4. I I, I still think the Xbox One's interface is just, <laughs> just so much stuff going on. It, 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 it just seems so random. Like, there's that home screen that comes up. Like, I just don't understand why my grid shows things sometimes. Because they want you to use your voice. And Who gives a crap I see about Call the UI? Of, you know, sometimes I see, like, the same game listed there two or three times. And two. I'm like, what is going on? Why? Just, I don't know. But um, they're definitely listening to feedback and definitely making a lot of improvements and stuff like that. Um, I'd be curious to see, you know, like with the Xbox 360, we saw like what three or four major iterations of that UI. Oh yeah. I'd be curious if we're ever going to get something like that with the Xbox yeah. One. The new Xbox One experience. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the One experience. <laughs> experience it again. The Xbox yeah, One just, singularity. I've, I've been looking around, and that that. There's a few places around here that are selling the $350 bundles for like $320. Nice. So, I just saw uh, that we got the Kohl's Black or not Black for pre Black Friday sale, and that's they, they listed at $319.99 for an Xbox One. Well, that's a, yeah, that's that's not even the, that's just what right now that's what Costco is selling them for. Like it's not even on sale. Yeah. It, like that's just their price. Their normal yeah. price. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think the system's got enough exclusives now. There, there's some stuff that, um, you know, that has come out in the first year that's pretty solid. Forza Horizon 2 is supposed to be really good. I didn't get a chance to play that yet this fall. Um, you know, there is the, uh, I was going to say Panzer Dragoon. Crimson but Dragon. The, uh, <laughs> I was the name of the game. Yeah. I heard there wasn't, like, um, I'm a big, couple- I'm a huge Panzer Dragoon fan. I heard that one was kind of bad. So, uh, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just it wasn't anything, or, or had new weird like free to play hooks formula. to it that didn't make sense. Yeah, well, there, there's some you well to unlock the new dragons and stuff in the game. There's either the grind or the free to play aspect yeah. of it. A lot of the early games on Xbox One had that where, um, yeah, you can grind through and play, or you could just pay the money and unlock all the stuff kind of a thing um yeah i had a weird thing where like you you could you know buy health potions and stuff for your guy and stuff like that but uh all right what else do we want to talk about here what other games yeah i really wanted to hear about devil's dare but jason's not here with that uh halo master chief collection they, they, they i guess they hit some launch struggles with that in terms of the the online multiplayer um I guess if you sit back and you think about what they tried to do with having, you know, a hundred maps mm-hmm. available and then match make everybody. It's insane. In that. It, it's it's pretty insane. Um, you know, I did get to play a bunch uh, in some closed sessions on the, the Halo 2 anniversary stuff, which I, I, I've read it some places and not others, but... I've heard that that the Halo 2 anniversary multiplayer stuff is the Halo 5 engine, more or less. Mm. Um, which, it could be. I, I mean, it looks really good, and uh, 
there's some cool like environmental stuff in the levels and stuff like that uh but i couldn't get any confirmation but uh there's a lot of good classic maps there and we had a lot of fun they, they added some crazy new modes to play then some of the new vehicles there's a a gun <laughs> goose which is basically the little mongoose atv with a machine gun on the nice. front and uh we played like a capture the flag mode on that and i think that's the one thing i miss when i played destiny and i dip into the multiplayer is like big team battle like that game like that game is built around like giant wide open spaces to explore and they only and everybody has a vehicle by default and they there's like two vehicles in the entire game that actually fire stuff and they're they both yeah. suck so it'd be like go getting back and doing like big vehicle battles and running around on mongooses in Halo 3 and and oh man it's good times yeah all right uh i guess we could probably wrap things up here cool cool that's uh cool yeah hopefully uh jason will be back for our next episode probably our next episode will be our yearly kind of game of the year look back kind of a thing or something because i don't think we'll have any more releases by then i think the crew might be the only one left Captain Toad, man. <laughs> Captain, Captain Toad. Toad for the the Wii, the Wii U go up. Geometry Wars three is next week. Oh, does anyone actually care that. about that? I've heard nothing but bad things. Geometry Wars three. I heard really? like most of the reactions I saw from E three were negative. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's the the Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris is out. The uh second week of december is that for both next gens whatever guys yeah. blood blood yeah. bowl 2 NPC. game of the year NPC. I, I never played blood bowl 1 it makes me don't sad. don't don't play it just play blood bowl 2 oh okay okay we should all right uh let's see what do we got uh show and tell time uh, we just got oh. something to show lock you got anything good yeah, there you got lots of stuff out. I got. I found this in a box when I was cleaning my office. It's not video game related, but speaking of Lego Batman, I have my old Batman uh, Adam West car. So this is the Batmobile. It's the... Uh, I don't know if... Oh, it's not Matchbox. It's Gor- Corgi. Corgi Toys. So one of the other major... Um, what do you call these? Dinky Toys, I guess? Anyways... These little collectors (laughs) items, yeah, the little collector's car here, and um, still in pretty good shape. It's got a little blade on the front that you shoot out. It can shoot missiles out the back of it, and then when you, of course, I broke it now. Um, When you roll the uh, the wheels, this little fire thing pops out, like it's shooting out fire out of the (laughs) exhaust. So I was pretty happy to 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 find that because it'd been missing for a long time. I don't remember where I got it, but yeah, nice, That's pretty cool. Other than that, I almost have all of the Avengers Pez, because for whatever reason. <laughs> because right. why not? You can see how cool my warlock looks in Destiny. <laughs> that is pretty cool. How are you? F- yeah, I'll 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 ask you offline. Okay. 
All right, let, let, yeah, me, yeah. let me wrap things up here. Uh, you can leave us feedback on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. We are Co-Optimists without the dash. We have a, a new T-shirt store with TeePublic. I actually just added, I think, like three new designs to that. Um, and they do they do sales. I get, like, I get yeah, emails get from them. It's for, like, here's a bunch of shirts for less than 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah, and I really like their stuff. They're, it's super, super comfy. That's that really soft cotton and stuff. And um, so yeah, I'm I'm real happy with them in terms of the quality of their stuff. So check out some shirts there. Supporter site. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail. We are six four six nine two six six seven four eight. And I think that's it. Sweet. So thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Stop it.